and welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection of humans and technology. With me, as always, is Dr. Susan Weinshank. Hello. Hi there. And I am Guthrie Weinshank. So today, we want to talk about one of the seven uh, drivers of motivation that, um, as you will hear shortly, Susan has written about extensively in uh, her books. Um, and that the, the one in particular we'd like to talk about is the need to belong. So really, you can consider this kind of part two of a two-part series that we started with oxytocin last week. Um, but, but, we, but I wanted to follow it up uh, this week with the need to belong because it really ties in uh, very, very intricately with a lot of the happenings going on right now uh, as far as you know, sports, politics, and uh, uh, a lot of issues that are concerning America, but also just, you know, stuff that goes on around the water cooler. So the first thing I'd like to do before we do anything else is plug Susan's book. Um, Susan, why don't you plug your, your book, How to Get People to Do Stuff? Yeah, thank you. I always like plugging my books. I like plugging your books, too. <laughs> so uh, the book, How to Get People to Do Stuff, is all about these seven drivers of motivation and the need to belong is one of the seven. Do you want to know what the other six are? Yes. All right, let's see if I can do them from memory. With I okay. better be one, to. need one. to belong. Need to belong. Two. These are in no particular order. No particular order. <laughs> um, habits. Habits, three. Instincts. Instincts, four. Uh, carrots and sticks, which is all about rewards. Carrots and sticks, rewards, five. The Power of Stories. Power of Stories, six. Tricks of the Mind. Tricks of the Mind, and seven. The Desire for Mastery. Desire for Mastery. Well done. Thank I don't you. know if I could. I, I've, I've read the book many times. I've listened to a lot of talks. I think I would, like, if I had, like, a piece of paper, I could probably do it. But I, I worry <laughs> I'd, like, miss one on accident. But, oh well. Yeah. Um, so, so, and some are more powerful than others. Um, and one of the powerful ones is... Uh, is the need to belong. Is that, yeah. is that correct? Yeah, that I call it one of the powerhouses. because it's powerhouses. It's just so, it, the, we have this desire to be part of a group or part of a tribe, and it's so strong, and we'll do a lot. I mean, there's a lot of our behavior is because we either want to become part of a tribe or once we're part of the tribe, we want to stay part of the tribe. It's, it's really a strong motivator. So if you want to get people to do stuff, there are things that you can do that will you know, stimulate this, this need to belong. And, and there are things that people will do because of what other people are doing, which is part of the need to belong too. So one of the, the things in particular that I guess I've been thinking about because the the oxytocin one we did um, last episode was very focused on like two things like connecting so it's like a love almost focused uh you know so if you think of petting a dog or like hugging a child you know your child right they're like that that's a very inherently strong bond that we as a species we just understand like you don't have to explain or rationalize this away um for whatever reason right so like if you run into a burning building to save your dog or to save your kid um that's just like a response that kind of humans just understand on an intrinsic level um so so bonding is something we really get um but why if in a bar fight 
you would stand up and defend um, your, you know, another person who likes the same sports team as you, and you know, risk life and limb for for them, um, is a is a much more. It's not a naturally under. It's not an an intrinsic uh, kind of factor or mo- or motivating factor that that we can intrinsically understand. Uh, we can kind of get our head around it. But sometimes if you think about how the things that people will do to stay and maintain a group, you know, from the outside, it can look, you know, know, almost um, just just, you know, like irrational. Um, But but, you know, from a from from an internal perspective, um, it's just a really strong driver motivator. Um, So that was that was a little rambly. But I I just wanted to to make that distinction uh, about um, how you know, the release of oxytocin can be different, uh, not not in terms of its release, but in terms of its effect uh, when you're doing it, you know, for between two people versus a tribe. Yeah, and you know, though oxytocin does re- can release with a group. So. Oh yeah, no, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, it probably has some. Um, there is probably a, an evolutionary advantage as well to uh, this desire to be connected to more than just you know your offspring or your mate, but to the larger group. Um, you know, if you're part of a a, a larger tribe, um, you can hunt together, right? You can. Uh, use each other's knowledge about you know where the good foraging well, plants okay. are. Okay, so let's let's back up, right? Yeah. What's the the Darwinian evolutionary advantage? Why yeah. why why is this a a feature of the human species? So um, why would the need to belong be part of it? You mean? Yeah, and and you you can say some. I have of course lots of um, e- examples we can give. Uh, do do you want me to to do it or do you want to? Yeah, do go it? no. You can start. And so, I'll chime in. Right. So so there's really so you have the two types of views on on the, the human race essentially, and I don't you know of course me getting all metaphysical, but um, you have your positive view, right? So if you're if you're on you know out uh, out in the jungles or you know on the plains, um, if if you are by yourself and you. You know, you're you're a primate. Um, don't even think human because uh, this happens. The the tribes happen um, that I'll talk about in a bit. They happen with uh, apes, most of the great apes, um, and and uh, and monkeys hang out in groups. So this is this is certainly a primate thing, and and obviously wolves hunt in packs. So there there are there's a number of mammals that kind of do this behavior so i so you can you can even take a step away from humans a little bit um though we have a we do it in a very interesting way that doesn't really happen in other species but um right so so you're out on the on the plains in the safari and uh and you, you slip and you break your your leg and you can't eat and so you die and not pass your genes on well if you're in a group right they can forage and hunt for you and bring you food so you can survive um if you're by yourself uh you're very susceptible to predators um whereas you know in a group if you, it's much less likely to, that you'll be attacked because of strength and numbers uh if you're looking for a mate it's really easy if you're in a you know tribe and there's happens to be a bunch of women around 
uh, makes it very easy to find a mate. Um, so all these things would lend itself to passing genes on. Now, uh, to those more pessimistic about human nature, you would also say that, well, um, the ability to be in a group allows me to conduct raids on people in my territory and kill them and then take their things. Or if I'm in a group, it stops other tribes from rolling in and killing me and taking my things. Um, so these are all uh, kind of things that would give an evolutionary advantage to uh, those uh, mammals and specifically humans who have uh, a genetic uh, disposition to bond with a group. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the fin Darwin's Finch's um, 20 seconds of logic reasoning for why this is a thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with all that, so. Yeah, so I just wanted, you know, let's, so we're starting there. Now, I wanted to say um, a quick note about um, groups in the animal kingdom. Uh, obviously, wolves hunt in packs, and that's, again, probably why dogs release oxytocin, because they are quite social. Um, cats do not, except for lions. Um, almost all uh, other cats uh, hunt alone, including the domestic cat. So um, that's why it might not be a, you know release the oxytocin as much in social situations. But uh, if you if you look if you turn to the ape family, um, our closest relatives, uh, the chimpanzee, um, and I believe the bonobo as well. Uh, they they do they exhibit very specific tribe behavior. Um, you, you have you know Jane Goodall observing the you know the in in the jungles. You can think of think of that. But they they certainly have they have hierarchies and social dynamics and people get cast out of society for breaking norms or traditions. You, you um, mean the gorillas get cast? Yes, out. yes, the gorillas and the orangutans. Well, the people right? might too. Yeah. 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 No, but sorry. Um, in, in this, <laughs> yes, the the the. Gorillas and orangutans will yeah. get cast out. Yeah. Um, they uh, they could they uh, organize into groups. They fight yeah. as groups. They will. Um, there's been all. They will uh, band together to at ra attack or raid another tribe, and they will mercilessly kill lots of uh, other rival. Um, you know, basically female uh, and and male uh, children um, of other tribes. Um, in really kind of brutal, horrible ways. Um, so, so this isn't just a human thing. I just right. wanted to, to right. start there. So even even you know with our closest uh, relatives, we're getting you know there's a very 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 strong um, social bonding behavior. And of course, the famous example is the uh, picking the bugs off each other and eating them ritual that uh, that orangutans do. I yeah, it's I, hopefully not too many humans do that. Uh, no, no, but we we do we do well. We have a lot less hair, <laughs> so we have less bugs on us. But we but we do lots of other things. Um, yeah. Okay, so so I I think I've convinced everyone that the that indeed it, it, tribes are not a modern sociological concept. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's this, that's what I'm trying to get across. Okay, this, this is a yeah. This goes back a long, long, long. This time. is a facet of human nature. Right. Right. So it's no surprise then, when you think about it, um, you know, one of the things I'm always talking about is the fact that we will take any technology that exists and use it 
to be social and connect with other people. And, you know, this is, this is why. You know, we're, we're constantly um, looking, whether we do it consciously or unconsciously, for tools and things that will help us um, connect to or stay connected to our tribe. And so we have, you know, I mean, telephones and, and uh, cell phones and Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and whatever. Um, and uh, I- if you, I mean, th- this is why if you can figure out how to use the next upcoming technology in a social way, and you can yes. figure that out first and do it, um, you can make a lot of money. <laughs> but it's not just connecting because the need to belong, you have to cut your, because it's, it's one thing to connect to a friend, yeah. but it's, but I want to talk specifically about connecting to groups. Okay. And it's really amazing how quickly groups and teams will just naturally develop. Form. Um, mm-hmm. If you take any large number of people and put them in a place Mm -hmm. with no social structure Mm -hmm. no power dynamics now i don't have research in front of me but i'm sure it's a thing um and and just let them you know just you know just wait uh they will form some well they have they have to do something right they will form some sort of team social structure you know this is Here's another interesting thing. You know, a lot of the work that I do when when I'm teaching workshops and so on, I talk about the fact that, you know, most of what we're going to talk about is is true across all cultures and across uh, all ages and across all genders. What you were just talking about with the, you know, if if you get a group of people together, these social structures will start to form. There is some interesting research to show that this is one of the few places where there are distinct gender differences. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, huh. it is interesting. Um, uh, so there's studies uh, about, um, you know, how the what are the social structures that uh, girls form versus boys or women versus men, and and there are some differences in there. So, yeah, and, and that's um, the other the other thing I, I just wanted to, to add um, is that we really, really, really like being part of a group, even if it's silly. You know, even if it doesn't mean anything, um, we, get, we get very, very excited to be part of a group and part of a team. So if you think about, you know, you go to the park and there's just random people at the basketball courts, you know? Um, and, you know, you, you you get a game of, you know, five on five together. And it's, you know, it's just random, right? You've never met these people. They've never met you. Um, but, you know, you, you just start playing basketball. Um, and, it, you know, it, it's, it's just really, really easy to slip into an us versus them mentality, yeah. um, especially in the context of a shared goal. Um, and, and it, it takes, it takes a couple minutes and like, boom, you're a team. There's some, um, really fun research, uh, about, um, in, in what, you know, psychologists, they love to play these little games 
they, they, the researchers, and I, I would, if you want, I can look up. This is in my my latest book, a um, hundred more things every designer needs to know about people. They uh, researchers would put people in a room and give them like a task or there's a problem to solve or a puzzle they have to solve. Right. And they're working on it alone, except the researcher implies that they're part of a team and that there are other people in other rooms that are working on it and you know that mm. these three people are one team and these three people are another team. <laughs> and that and the the experimenter will come in and and give little messages from, you know, the other one of the other team members. Yeah, uh-huh. Which, other team members <laughs> in quotation marks. <laughs> yeah, there aren't any other team members. But when there's little notes and they're handwritten and they sound like they're from other team members, you know, where like a team member has, you know, has some idea maybe about a good way to work on it. And and so it, that's one group. And then they'll, you know, the control group is the the experimenter will come in with some tips about, you know, same tips, right? But mm -hmm. coming supposedly from the experimenter instead of from their team versus another team. Right. And when when people think that they're part of a team, even when they haven't met the team and there is no team, <laughs> they work they will work harder on the puzzle. Yeah. Harder and longer. Absolutely. I I I I'll do that. I I I'm certainly prone to that where if I um uh you, you know, if if I if I know that that someone's counting on me or i'm counting on them yeah i try harder yeah yeah uh so the the other this is it's a very interesting subject um and i'm gonna bring it kind of towards a more modern perspective okay because uh we're seeing especially in the u.s um and i'll be a little u.s centric now but that's that's fine um that uh, in, a, in 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 an age of social media, um, especially when we've, it's a lot easy easier to surround yourself by people who have the same opinion as you, people in your tribe from a perspective um, sample. So people who have the same uh, yeah, political you know, ideology yeah. or social ideology. Um, or spiritual ideology yeah. um, that those are the people you follow on Facebook and th that's those are the news sites you listen to um, and of course uh, it, that that's one of the argued contributors to the increased um, uh, kind of partisan nature of the United States right now um, is that you know back in the day when there was like three news sources um, everyone, you know, you kind of was kind of listening to perhaps alternate points of view, but now it's very easy because there's so much noise and so much information and each person is picking, you know, whom to listen to, um, that they, they, that they listen only to those who have similar opinions. And so it creates, uh, this, this tribe bubble. So um, th this is, I think, a, a, a um, an example of how powerful the whole the whole need to belong is and the whole tribe thing is because you could argue that uh, oh hey now with you know modern 
access to you know all these different sources of of news and ideas and uh, all these different opinions and these these you know large possible pool of social people to to gather with you that you would have that people would be exposed to more diversity of ideas you know that they would tend to to hear from people outside of their their well, tribe but but what happens yeah. is what you just yeah. described is they they just use that to um you know oh great now instead of you know finding the two people in my village who agree with me <laughs> i can i can find 5 million people that agree with me and just talk to them you know i don't have to talk to oh, anybody else absolutely and um you know it's interesting and you probably w- will remember this much better than i will i was a i was a small kid but when the internet first kind of came around, especially in regards to all the communist kind of propaganda states that, um, I guess, in, in the minds of Americans kind of existed around the world, uh, the, the internet was going to be the greatest spread of democracy the world had ever seen. Uh, here we have this, this tool and implement for all the wonderful ideas of democracy and, and kind of social justice to be spread to the masses um, and for people to communicate, uh, and of course the the analogy used time and again, and was also used by Al Gore at his speech that we saw in Stockholm, was the idea of you know the the kind of the social the town square, right, where people could go and state their ideas. But and, in, and this, and, but sometimes that does kind of happen. I mean, yes, look at yes, it's a it's a tug it's a it's a tug of both ways. I mean, because the the whole thing in uh, in in Egypt, right, and and wow. the uprising there, uh-huh. which was fueled by you know uh-huh. Facebook and Twitter posts, right? Okay, well, yes. Now, for those listening, I I lived in Egypt for a year. Um, and in fact, it was the kind of the year before the revolution, yeah. so I may have an inside perspective. Um, yes, that happened, but uh, the, Egypt is actually, um, while while that was that was one faction of the Egyptian revolution, uh, a much larger faction of Egypt is actually very um, uh, pretty conservatively uh, Islamic, and. Um, so that so 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 you actually had even though yes literally like the events were spread on Twitter uh, and Facebook the the messages that people were listening to were siloed so mm. people who were in the um, pro uh, very pro Western style democracy camp listened yeah. to that and people who were in the um, very uh, pro um, uh, it, more more traditional um, Islamic and specifically conservative uh, conservative Islamic state view. Yeah. Um, listen, in, we're we're in those camps. Yeah. And if you look at what's going on in Egypt, uh, there's actually, I mean, with large crackdowns on protesters and um, and uh, kind of Muslim Brotherhood supporters in the Sinai. Um, I'm not so sh- it, it it I'm not so sure that worked. <laughs> So, but. so you're saying then that this idea that 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 um, you know having the internet and having having this huge social communication tool would would you know bring democracy everywhere? You're saying that that's actually not not been 
the case. Well, I don't know if you remember some a lot in the 90s, and maybe I remember it more because it was in you know in my younger years. But uh, there was definitely the kind of the in the Bill Clinton. There was there's a lot of optimism. You know, the wall had fallen. There there was this huge optimism that finally there was going to kind of be you know world peace, the millennium, and this global culture, and that that the times of you know kind of craziness would would mm. would subside. Yeah, uh, that's not happened. It was really idealistic, <laughs> uh, yeah, but especially if you listen to, I mean, listen to some of the songs um, yeah. at the time uh, in the in the early '90s. It was really idealistic, and and there was definitely uh, this was a big this is a big thought is that you'd have this global culture. So, uh, but but that in reality, what we've seen is so people used to because the whole idea was that you know you had this huge like USR, USSR versus the United States. And these big states were causing, you know, the people in, in power in the states were causing the trouble. Mm-hmm. And if you could just kind of remove the power of the states and have people talk to each other, that, you know, people in music would bring the world together. And I think that was, that was a very strong sentiment. Um, but in reality, what happened is people uh, now, the entire world is online. And we have a global culture that sprung up. Um, and uh, it's and in it, uh, people um, are finding it easier and easier to get in their own tribes as quickly as possible mm. and to arm themselves against the other tribe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, uh, in One Direction, are the boys in One Direction actually bisexual? Is something going on with Henry Styles and some of the other boys in the band? Or is it all just kind of playfully flirty? Okay. I, are you aware of this raging controversy? Uh, okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. So I don't follow this much. I'm not a One Direction fan, um, but I know enough people who are. I know of the, I'm on, I mean, I'm on the internet. I, I've, I've seen, I, I've seen things. So the point is, do you know the band One Direction? Kind of, of vaguely. One? Yeah. They're basically um, like, uh, it's it's the current well they've kind of broken up but four years ago they were the biggest boy band uh, on the planet and there's you know there's always a boy band um, but they were British they they did things um, they they were very very popular and one of the one of the pop one of the the, the, the things about them is that they were always very kind of playful and flirtatious with each other specifically between one of the two of the band's main members Hmm. um now i don't know if you're familiar there's a oh boy it's going going deep so in in japan there's a specific type of kind of like animated comic um and in it you have two young kind of cute boys who kind of find a love for each other okay and uh and are like kind of bisexual with each other but in like cute way they'll like hold hands and make out and stuff um and uh and so the audience for that is specifically uh young teenage girls who so so the the theory is that with one direction right 
Whereas a bunch of years ago, those girls would have wanted to, you know, they'd be all very excited. Like they themselves wanted to date the main singer in the band. Yeah. Now they they kind of want the main singer in the band to date one of the other band members. Okay. That's like more exciting for them. Anyways, this this Japanese trend has, has kind of spread and is spreading around the world like ideas do. So this, this kind of idea that these two members um, are actually uh, dating, secretly dating, um, is very, very popular. Um, and a war is raging between uh, the people who think that they're bisexual lovers and those who don't. And if you go on YouTube and you just you just type anything like there are our there's evidence and photos and it's it's like it's like an fbi investigation um you know what does this tattoo mean who's the stylist it's 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 just really 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 um detailed i think that's one of the most interesting things about about the the whole need to belong and social groups and modern technology is I think if you, and, and I don't know, maybe this is a generational difference thing, but I, I, it seems to me if you asked anyone, uh, you know, right, right before the internet came on the scene or before any new technology comes on the scene, right? If you say, do you think that people are going to be spending hours and hours and hours using this technology to argue about whether this boy band <laughs> is bisexual or not. You know, most people would say, well, I don't, you know, people won't spend, you know, that's not how it'll be used. And and yet it always is, you know? I mean, just, it, it, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. But that this this whole idea of being social and being in your group defining your group being inside your group or out you know who's in and who's out we expend an amazing amount of time and energy doing that and don't i mean and then people think oh well that's just you know teenagers but it's not no it's really not so um just just for an example uh there is a there's a 10 minute long youtube video entitled harry styles and lewis tomlinson um, it's a compilation of just body language around each other that was posted seven months ago and has over a million views. Yeah. But people um, do, you know, adults in the workplace. Yeah. So, so that was just, I was, I was just using this as an example of something yeah. that to the casual observer yeah. outside of it is, it doesn't matter. This is ridiculous. It like really on the grand scheme of things, what happens to one direction really really doesn't matter right. and the sexual preferences of one of the band members right. matters even less right you know um and yet people spend enormous amounts of time and anger at each other getting in on both sides of this of this of this uh of this argument and of course in in basic and, and the the internet has a whole has a has an entire culture revolved around this where um in any sort of thread right it, it right you know, one person will be like, 
you know, like, oh, I think it's this. And the other person would be like, oh, that's not true. Like, you're just being a dick. And the other person would be like, ah. And, and, you know, and you have a whole culture then of trolling where people will purposely say incendiary things to start, like, a comment war where two sides fight each other in, like, every single, like, comment thread or any place that people can, like, talk to each other. And that's, of course, one of the reasons why the Internet is so nasty. Um. People really like to get pitchforks. Yeah, and well, fight and, other and so people. are are you saying that this is tied then to the kind of desire and need to be constantly asserting or figuring out and and asserting, you know, which tribe you yes. are a member of? Yes, there there is a. I think there's an enhance enhance. Well, so okay, so I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna tie it into a, a, the point I left hanging. But there's an. In, I think I think there's inherent gratification we get when we're on a team, and that team solidifies, and and we and, and someone has your back. I think that's a very very strong thing. So even if we can even get it for something, you know, as silly as a comment on an internet, you know message board yeah. of some sort um you know we we feel and i think we 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 just want to feel and that that you know so we can get very you know whether it's you know bernie sanders ah or like you know or like cats versus dogs um there's a uh, there's a reddit thread um that's called uh bird teams versus cat teams um so you know how like professional sports a lot of them are named after cats so you have oh, like you the mean panthers, like panthers and the lions, uh, yeah. the che- you know, cheetahs, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so there's a whole bunch of them that are named after cats. And then there's a bunch of teams that are named after birds, like the Seahawks the and, ravens. The, and the Hawks, the Falcons, the Ravens. Yeah. Um, and so there's a whole thread that's, that's its only purpose of existing is for members of bird teams oh to trash talk to members of cat teams <laughs> and members of cat teams to be like, we're gonna like like just like eat eat your mangled okay like, bird all right so this corpses. is interesting because it's the only purpose of the threat and people spend lots of time yelling at each other do you think though see i've always wondered about the sports teams that are not <laughs> part of these categories that have the ambiguous names like you know miami heat okay is, is that a name of a sports team Yes, uh, Miami Heat is currently uh, in the NBA Conference Finals. Will be playing. I I, yeah, I, I I know that, and I didn't say that they weren't good basketball players, but I wondered if it was hard, if it would be harder to build up. Do they have a good fault? Fo- they probably have a good following. They have good fan well, loyalty. N- you know, it's interesting you say that. Because um, I now it's hard because it's wouldn't. also Miami. They have Miami fans have been treated to a lot of success because LeBron James was there and they've won a lot. Um, but uh, historically, they've actually been really crappy fans. So they have a bad habit of leaving early yeah, for see, games. This is because the name is wrong. Yeah, well, you say that. I do but, say that. No, but what's a pacer? 
I uh, I don't know what a pacer is. That's another. Yeah, problem. well, the, the Indiana Pacers are a team, and they they're they have very loyal rabbit fans. All right, well, yes, that's but, a pa- but maybe wait. something. It's like a Hoosier. I don't know. It's I, did I, did were they used? Did they used to be something else before they were the Pacers? I think they've they've been the Pacers for oh. decades. Well, and there decades goes and decades that and theory. Yeah. All right, forget that theory. Yeah, that was that was a nice. I just thought if it was. There more- are a lot of like crappy basketball names if, there's it, the, if it was more concrete well, there's, like, there's like the thunder there's the wizards there's the clippers like okay so there's the lakers right yeah they're only called the lakers because they used to be the minnesota lakers because minnesota is the land of lakes and then they moved the franchise to la which doesn't have any lakes and people love the lakers and it doesn't it like there are no lakes in la but a lake is a concrete term and it should help. Oh, oh, you're saying because heat isn't a concrete term? Um, if it... A heat isn't a noun. It's not a thing. That's true. Though I will say that, for example, when you when I think of the heat, they have a very particular um, logo, which is like a basketball that's like on fire. Mm-hmm. So there, so when I think of the heat, there is like something you can There's think of. There's an identity. It's, you can yes, it's the classic like, okay. like basketball flames. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Okay. Um, the uh, there's the Orlando Magic. I don't. Yeah, that seems pretty vague too. Yeah. Now, of course, they're they're based in Orlando, so it's like a Disney thing. And and it's called Magic. Yeah. So like I, the Magic Kingdom. I would not name my team either the Heat nor the Magic. No. I think those are really dumb names, but. All right, the so, wizards is worse. The right. wizards, obviously. Just well, but wizards at least is a concrete thing. Ugh, they should have been the Washington monuments. That's all I'm saying. All right. Um. So, but I want <laughs> the reason I brought up Henry Styles. Yeah. Harry Styles. Whoever. Whatever Styles. I could obviously I'm not a big One Direction fan. Um, was because, uh, I just wanted, it's as it's this idea of that that not only do we really like picking sides yeah we also really like um so we like siloing ourselves and listening listening to voices that affirm our position yeah so we've been talking about silly stuff and and sports are kind of serious but they're real they don't they don't matter in the in the you know grand scheme of things and you know one direction doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things but if you look at something like politics um, well, a lot of people will say politics doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things either. Uh, no, but it really does. Um, they might say that the American political process doesn't, you know, who you vote for doesn't matter. But that's different than um, what we as a nation decide we want to do, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like those decisions do matter. Um, and... Yeah, yeah. So you, you can say the American political system is rigged, but how we as a nation respond to that, um, that that makes a difference. So by listening to all kinds of like-minded voices, uh, you're getting this huge partisanness um, that we've seen. And I was listening to, I don't know who said this. It might have been Chuck Todd um, from Meet the Press, but... Uh, I was listening to a podcast about, uh, it wasn't specifically about politics, but they were discussing it. And uh, now that I, oh, 
I know who it was, but I, the name escapes me. So I apologize to whose idea this was. Um, but he, the, the idea was that um, it's very fortunate in the United States right now that um, the partisanness that's going on between liberals and conservatives is a national phenomenon. Because if um, these ideas happen to be uh, geographically different, that we would have another civil war in our hands. What do you uh, mean geographically different? So that we are at, we're getting to a point of partisan divide yeah. that's so us versus them, very oh, but nasty, it's not incompatible. Based on geography like North right. versus South. Right, right. And if it, and if all, and if like, for example, all the conservative people were based in the, you know, northern, northwest corner of the United States, yeah. right? Like, you know, Port, uh, Oregon and Washington yeah. and Idaho and Montana and Colorado. Um, I forgot that, Wyoming. That Wyoming, sure. Um, thank you for, I don't want to leave out Wyoming. No. Um, that if it was based geographically, yeah. that we would have basically a civil war condition or on somebody, our hands. somebody, it's a, some group that of they states would, be, would want to secede. That you would start seeing really, really direct violence um, between these two groups. But because the groups happen um, on an ideological diverse basis, but not on a geologically diverse basis, um, you can't. It's really hard to get your tribe together to go raid the other tribe when the other tribe is like amongst you. You know, mm. so you can't. Essentially, you can't draw battle mm -hmm. lines. The mm -hmm. only battle lines you could draw are battle lines in the media, mm -hmm. battle lines online, um, and and that's like. But otherwise, like they, it would it would like really be that bad. So I thought that was a cool idea. Well, that's really optimistic. No, it's not very optimistic. But I know, I, I, and you know, one of the problems I think realistic. One of the problems I think with um, studying human behavior. <laughs> 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 Why are you laughing? Oh, I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Well, you know, because that's, right? I mean, I study human behavior. I've done it for my whole career. And I, you can get very pessimistic, you know. And I, what I try and do is instead of getting pessimistic, I just try and be um, realistic and and accepting, you know, because it's like, well, Yes, this is, you know, I'm not surprised that this is happening. You know, this <laughs> is what humans do, you know. And uh, it, it's, it's tough, though. You lose, um, I would have to say, though, the more I've learned about human behavior, kind of the less idealistic i've become yeah well i mean that's why I, when i started out i was talking about primates in the jungle you yeah. know um right you, it's to it's to help others who are injured or is it to go pillage and <laughs> maim and rape the other tribe you know it, it's kind oh, of a no. how yeah. you see human how all you know, right, all right. You think about I, got, I have a question for you though Let, uh, uh -huh. you know you know me i'm the i'm the behavioral scientist but then whenever we do these podcasts i always want to bring it around to the yeah, question away tech side so um you know we know that 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 people have this need to belong we know that it's really powerful we know that people are going to take any technology and turn it to be social right mm -hmm. so if you think about some of the technologies that are you know coming up on the horizon right or you know or, or have just arrived Mm -hmm. Like uh, 
you know, virtual reality, mixed reality, Internet of Things, I don't know, just pick something. You know, what's the, if you were one of those, if you were a startup, or, or not even startup, past startup, but you know, you, you own this company that's creating virtual reality or something. Yeah. What would you, uh, you know, what would be a great idea of how to make that technology so that it could, it, people could use it for this whole social tribing thing like well i mean you, can, you don't have to I'm pick virtual reality so i'm you, a pessimist so if you, you can figure out oh yeah so if you could figure out a way for groups of people to go to war with other groups of people <laughs> you're definitely going to have a winner on your hands wait um, a minute so, do you mean so literally me, go to war no you mean figuratively go to war yeah like do you consider sports war it's a it's a fi- figurative term, Pit, pitchforks against the other side. Okay, rallying the pitchforks. So you're saying if you could use your technology to create a, a and people could create a tribe and they could use your technology to kind of pit themselves against another tribe. Let me yeah, and let me let me let me give you a perfect example. So. Would you not say in the last 20 years there's been a lot of video games created? Yeah. All right. The most popular video games on earth. Yeah. Not exclusively. Yeah. But the most popular ones, okay? You have uh, Call of Duty. You have Halo. You have uh, like a MOBA, like League of Legends or Dota or Heroes of the Storm, whatever. Pick your, pick your MOBA preference. Um, those are those are you know there are there are definitely lots of others that have come and gone, but those those are really the the big the big categories. You have MOBAs and and also first person shooters. The the thing that's popular with all of those is literally you, you show up, you get assigned a team, and then you and your team of randomly assigned people or part you know team you know if you have a group. Then you can play with your group. Um, go and defeat the other team. Yeah. And you just do that over and over and over again. And in a game like Call of Duty, you literally go kill the other team. Yeah. That's the goal. Um, <laughs> well, you know, no, so, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I'm thinking and so, like, as you're Yeah, talking. so they all have single player, right? Yeah. Call of Duty has a yeah. single player mode. Halo had a single yeah. player mode. And yeah, people did the single player but mode. But it that was, was the, the teaming. Yeah, that's why people bought the game was to play was to play multiplayer, and to get on a team and to yell at the other team. Well, those for, are the popular. Yeah, games. I mean, well, it's interesting. I mean, if you look at like, uh, um, if you look at any of these technologies and look at it from tribe versus not tribe, like uh, uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. right? I mean, right. Twitter doesn't have to be about a tribe, right? I mean, you could just put, and people do just put out Twitter messages. But then there's the whole thing about, you know, well, who are you follow? You know, I follow this person. I, I don't right. follow that person. And so by following this person, then I hear from that person, but I don't right. hear from the other people. And then, then you get the whole trolling thing, right? <laughs> right? Which is yeah, all about, yeah. it's like what you're saying with the tribe. I mean, you know, Reddit, what is Reddit? But 
you know, picking, first of all, picking some tribes that you're going to be in. Right. And then, you know, posting. With, and, then within the tribe, right? You have and Reddit tribes. is very yeah, but but within the tribe and Reddit's also very interesting because um, it's like tribe within tribes too. Because yeah. Reddit as a tribe has a very similar culture because the because similar types of people use it. Yeah. Um, and if you don't adhere to that culture, you're probably not gonna like Reddit because yeah. it's literally just comments and content from people of a certain persuasion, yeah. Yeah. Um, which are you know young people on you know online for the most part they're not exclusively um so it yeah uh but and the other important thing i wanted to to note is if you look at what's successful it's not multiplayer games in general there's lots of multiplayer games that have been successful but for multiplayer games the more people on a team the more successful the game is not exclusively but generally um so there's lots of games where you play against an opponent Mm-hmm. That's those do okay, but what's really popular is five on five, or twelve on twelve. So I guess if we were giving uh, consulting advice, yeah. We so would say... I mean, and, and you you picked like you're like pick any technology ever in the world, and you know that's not. I'm trying to think of a more concrete example, but it, if you have if you have something that can allow for how, whatever way allow you to make a red team and a blue team <laughs> and a green you know, and a pink and an orange i don't i don't know about that really well the in what's popular is one versus the other yeah if there's too many teams it gets too complicated okay but if you can have two groups and then have the groups kind of play against each other that's that's what works best um, so, uh, hmm. yeah, hmm. yeah. So that, that, that'd be my advice is that think about, think of how you can artificially segment and then have those two segments fight interact <laughs> or, or, or if you're a pessimist, have them fight. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Um, yes. But that's you know. really interesting. I wonder if, um, you know, if you think more about like, you know, uh, office productivity tools, right? So, yeah, I wanted to bring this back to the office. I'm yeah. really glad. I'm actually really, really glad you brought that up. Yeah. I had a friend um, come to me recently and ask uh, what, in a hypothetical way, right? Um, I there's a, there's a hypothetical team and they have a budget, and the goal is to reduce, have them reduce their budget spend. Yeah. What's the best way to do that? Yeah. Without any specifics about what what the team is or what they do or even what you know what position anyone's in. Um, and so uh, you know the, the 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 there's a bunch of different way you know things I suggested, um, but definitely uh, so the power of stories is one. Um, if you can get them to buy into an idea, mm-hmm. uh, but specifically. Uh, the the need to belong. So the way companies ex- exploit this is by what I what I said was the goal is you have to have you have to have them um, the people on your team uh, have an emotional response, right? So reducing money, it's not about them making money, right? So you can't so incentivizing it to them might work, but it's not going to work great. 
what's the best way to do it is to make the money not matter. And what really matters is the emotion. So the way companies exploit this is by pitting people and pitting teams against each other, pitting departments against each other, having some sort of company, you know, company-wide um, uh, contest. Well, you know, okay, I'm re- that I'm glad you brought this up because because um, then it's not about the money. Yeah, it's literally it's, I just want to beat right those right. those those bastards in sales. <laughs> you know. Um, one of the things uh, in another ep- in another episode when we when we talk we should we really need to dive into like the desire for mastery and and we're going to dive in we'll dive into rewards and talk about that um but let me just put out there the idea that uh there are intrinsic motivators and there are extrinsic motivators so there are some of the seven that that we mentioned before that are intrinsic, meaning they come from inside the person, need to belong as one of those. And there are some motivators that are extrinsic. They come from the outside, like rewards. And what we know is that intrinsic rewards are always stronger than extrinsic. And actually, sometimes the extrinsic rewards can interfere and and take away some of the power of the intrinsic when you when you combine these um and so in your example you know if you if you give a reward right Right. um that is not going to be as powerful as as we're you know using the team idea and pitting against teams against each other um and also that it, you know giving a reward might mess with the whole need to belong drive but i want to say a few other things about this though because the other remember i mentioned gender differences one of the things we know is that um oftentimes men and women react to competition differently mm. uh and so it is possible to have teams that are not necessarily, you know, really pitted against each other. It's possible to just have a team who is working together on a goal, and that will also be powerful. You know? But my big dumb male brain is telling me to, I know, to it, raid and pillage. I, I know it would because pitchforks. I know, I know, guys. Like, crush sales. Yeah, guys like the competition. Crush them. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I really like competition. I like going to parks and playing random I, games of basketball. I know. I, it doesn't surprise me. I believe your gender is male. So yeah. that's one, one reason why you would like Although women, a Both lot of women biologically like biologically and sociologically. Soci- yeah. Sociologically. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's... Um, sociolog- so, sociologically? Sociologically, sure. Is that a word? I don't sure. think it's a word. Okay. So, uh, you know, that... Yeah, it's an interesting idea. So I think that that I I'm gonna have to think about this some more. I really am. You know, you you while you were talking about this, like I had an idea because I teach. Uh, I'm an adjunct um, professor at University of Wisconsin, one of the nearby campuses in Stevens Point, and I usually teach one course a semester. And I always have you know activities throughout the semester, and we have teams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I don't usually have the teams pitted against each other. Oh yeah. And 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 I may I may need and and the team thing is good. I mean the team thing definitely, definitely call them team red and team blue. <laughs> <laughs> or if those are too political, yeah, you can call you, them like, usually, yeah, like, I think like I need team more, yellow, team green or something. Yeah, but I need more than two teams. But uh, but I usually usually the teams are just, you know, working together as a team and and not competing against each other. No, see you don't see that's the thing. You actually don't need more than two teams. You can have multiple groups and then literally just arbitrarily just assign them a random color. Right? You can have like five I mean like, I can have two team reds and two team blues? No, no, you're thinking about it wrong. You have, so let's say you have six teams total, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You say three of them, you're on side red. Three of them, oh. you're on side blue. And the winner gets some arbitrary prize. No, that, I don't even do a prize. Well, no, no, well, you, you can. The winner just wins. Well, you have to, you have to do something to, they have to be able to get in a team for some reason, Right. They, so 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 if you say the winner gets a free book or whatever it is, right? It doesn't. The prize doesn't really matter. What yeah, matters see, is they're, me, they're like, oh, okay. There's okay. a there's a prize, and then everyone's like, all right. So we're going to work together because okay. this is an so important thing. Okay. So and and according to my beliefs and my knowledge about motivation, I will I will probably do it so that the winning team gets the prize. Will probably be something like they get to. They get control and autonomy over something. Oh, uh, publicly humiliate and shame the other team. No, right? that's not what I mean. <laughs> raid, raid and pillage their uh, their backpacks. <laughs> no, mm, I meant okay. more like they would get to decide what the next project is that everyone is going to work on. Hmm, that seems a little more civil. <laughs> I think I think companies um, and just just for cup, I think I think your offices would be a lot more productive if um, if you know. If uh, when you pitted the teams against each other, the winning team got to like raid the other, the uh, other team team's section refrigerator. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I, I was am just gonna be so like, glad. Raid the other team, yeah. But sure. Yeah. Refrigerator. Yeah, that's what I meant. No, that is not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> now we know. Uh, now we know why you don't work at a large corporation that has team refrigerators. I would. Hey, I would be ve a very productive manager. <laughs> Yes, but would you be a productive team player? <laughs> uh, depends what team I was on. Well, th so this has been probably one of the more unusual discussions about the need to belong that that I, I usually so. have. I mean, I'm usually, you know, talking about things like... Well, let me, before before we wrap up quick, what? I just want to talk about, I in, in all seriousness, I really yeah. do want to talk about um, corporate culture Yeah. really quick. Yeah. Um, because uh, there's... And, and I, I want to talk about corporate culture, and then I want to do just a small call to action. Not okay. a call to action, or at least a, a some homework, some self-introspective homework for the I, I have some of that, too. Okay. So the first is that, um, and I guess I can combine it all together. So if you look at corporate politics and you look at how a corp, cor companies work, yeah. um, what I find is that um, you have uh, management that's trying to foster this team environment, yeah. right? Like we all work at company X, right? Yeah. And we're all in company X together. Yeah. And this is our team and we all have, right? We have, we get, everyone gets t-shirts. So we have team building exercises where, you know, and we have the, the 
the corporate uh, Christmas party or holiday party where you know everyone shows up and to build camaraderie and all that you mm-hmm. know all that stuff. But if you actually go in and you talk to people and you you can carefully you know s- squeeze from them what team they're on. Yeah. They are very rarely are they on the team of the company. And it's it's of course the companies that have that full company everyone's on board yeah. that are very successful. So like your Googles and your Apples and, um, uh, where people really buy in. And Walmart. And Walmart. Yes, really buy into the corporate culture and the the teamness of it. Yeah. Most of the time, I mean, but that is definitely definitely the minority. Yeah. Um, most of the time, what you find is that people have their team. They have their tribe. Um, it's usually right whatever section they're in. Um, and yeah. sometimes it's like five people in the section, except for like Sally, because we all dislike Sally because she for whatever reason. Uh, but also like Jim from sales, he's he's our guy. And like, you know, Fred, he's a yeah. VP, he always has our back, right? Yeah. And this is our like tribe. And yeah. this is, and so when problems strike, this is, this is like, this is who we, this is what we do. Um, you know, this is, this is who we get along with. Uh, and, and it's just very interesting that, you know, that, that it doesn't break, that, that teams and tribes don't break along corporate culture lines. Right. And it causes all kinds of friction and all kinds of problems and double problems because they're, everyone has to put on this false kind of sense of illusion that, yeah, we're all on the same team when the natural in- impulse of everyone is to be like, I hate Frank. I hate Frank and all, yeah, you, well, know. you know. And it's, it is interesting because, I, I, you know, I've worked at, in my, in my career doing consulting, I mean, I've worked with... Sure. Yeah, you've worked on way more teams than I have. And I've worked with a lot of, I mean, I, at one point, I think I went through the, like, Fortune 500 list and identified all the companies that I had done work for. To all of our listeners, Susan's very successful, and you should hire her for your next endeavor. <laughs> but, but, but in all seriousness. No, no, she, but but what I wanted to say was that the, the organizations, the companies that do, that, that pay attention and consciously organize even even not even necessarily departments but maybe it's just on a project basis you know but they mm-hmm. they really Personal spend basis. time thinking about teams and mm-hmm. and how they're going to organize people into teams yeah. and and you know how those teams uh, work together and how those teams communicate and how those teams interact with other teams those are the organizations that I would say um, are much more successful, and there's more successful in the in just day-to-day work. They're more successful in in implementing new ideas and innovation. Um, you know, it's not just a buzzword. It's not right. just the you know uh, the latest fad to to have <laughs> teams. And you, you know, as you're saying, this is who we are as humans, and and uh, you know to to do that in a in a smart, thoughtful way, um, it, it it does all kinds of things. I mean, not only will it add to your bottom line, but it'll add to your retention and y- your uh, productivity and mm-hmm. and on and on. It's yeah, no, it's a the, it's a big deal. The, and the 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 last thing I want to say is some of the most the the other way that teams break down um, in some of the more unhealthy work environments 
uh, it, talk to someone who um, hated and quit their job. And I almost, I don't want to guarantee, but I will really, really, really bet that the way the teams broke down is um, based on people on lower levels against management. And their tribe did not include people for management or very, very few people in management. Whereas people who are in more successful work environments, their tribe includes management. Um, yeah, that's probably an, another entire podcast we could discuss. I know, that. I know, but I, it was just another idea. So, yeah. so my, um, okay, so that's that's work, and I really I want to talk about it because you know most of the people who listen to this, you know, are, probably work, probably work, and and this is something to keep in mind. So, I guess my homework for those. Oh yeah, listening, what's your homework? You had a call to action. Um, be a Jane Goodall. Uh, so pick, you know, just when you're looking at things on the internet where people are talking to each other or when you're in your office and you're doing stuff, take a step back and be a neutral Jane Goodall, Jane Goodall observer in the jungle. Observe the monkeys in their natural state. Gorillas. She worked with gorillas. Well, gorillas, yes. My apologies. Uh, and... Uh, and s- try to f- see where the teams are and w- how they break down. And if you see people posting things, especially online, um, do you, are they post, what percentage of what they're posting uh, do they, do, do you think they're posting because they woke up and they felt so strongly about this opinion that they just had to shout it from the rooftops? And what part of it do you believe that they're posting um, as a as a form of social kind of like a, a piece of clothing almost right to 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 identify themselves as part of a tribe and to have other people be like yes I am also in your tribe look at our tribe and how good tribe we are all right there so, you go you have your homework that's that's my homework did you have did you have any homework yes my homework is I want to I want someone to figure out what the next new social technology is and and email it to us so that I can make a billion dollars. Um, honestly, yeah. the name, and I'm, I'm copywriting it here first, don't even try. Is what? Triber. Triber? Yeah, like tribe, but okay. in the you better, style seriously, of Seriously, you better go trademark it or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, uh, the last, just the last thought. Yeah. Um, we've done a lot of, um, poo-pooing on tribes and how they bring <laughs> out the worst in humans today. <laughs> tribes are really good. Yes. They're really powerful. Yes. Think of, for example, all kinds of music people and yeah. the great success bands have made creating yeah. cliques or tribes Absolutely. or groups yeah. and they call their the, all their followers have a certain name yeah. you know and they all wear the same color yeah. and the same so there's you know tribes are really great and it makes people feel really good all to right be in so there. on that what i yeah. would like to do is i would like to invite people to become part of the <laughs> human tech tribe yeah. and they could do that how could they do that guthrie it's good it's good um the first thing you should do is subscribe and give our podcast lots of stars yeah. on whatever. Give it a rating and subscribe and uh, be on part whatever of our podcasting tribe. app you you have. 
Um, you can listen to all of our old podcasts too if you're not subscribed to at humantech.theteamw.com. Um, just visit our website. It's theteamw, all one word, all lowercase, uh, .com. That's where you can learn about a bunch of stuff that we do. If you're interested in any of the courses that we have, go to courses.theteamw.com. Um, we even have a free course and free stuff you can download, so it doesn't even cost you any money. Uh, you should also go and buy Susan's book. Specifically, if you were interested in this, uh, it's called um, "What: How to Get People to Do Stuff. Yep. Uh, and we post pretty regularly on all sorts of social media things, interesting articles, um, interesting tidbits and ideas we have. So um, subscribe at all the different places, Facebook and Twitter. What's your uh, Twitter handle? The Brain Lady. Yeah, it's got lots of quadrillions of millions of followers so i don't know if it um, has that many no 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 it does everyone should feel like should feel social pressure <laughs> social validation social it va- has no, a quadrillion so, million of followers you'll be an outcast if you don't subscribe that's right. to all you want to be part of that tribe too. be a triber yes. yeah be a triber specifically the team w triber um and if you have any questions or um things that we horribly messed up again i apologize and you can email all your complaints to info at the teamw.com um, I, uh, just as a side, one of my favorite podcasts, um, their email address for the official email address for the podcast is this show sucks. All right. That's uh, not ours. The, but I just thought it was funny that so that's where people could mail a complaint. It's like this show sucks. No, for us, ESPN just send it to info. But yes, for us, just info at the teamw.com. Uh, thank you so much for listening, Susan. Uh, thanks so much. Any final thoughts? No, I'll talk to you next time. All right. What a podcast. Yeah, I will talk to you soon. And uh, to everyone else listening, have a great week. Bye.